You're listening to the weekly Joel Klatt segment podcast. Listen to it live every Wednesday between 8 and 8.30 a.m. during the football season. Presented exclusively by Audi Flatirons in Broomfield. Exceeding your experience from the first mile to the last. Chad Brown sitting in for Stink and joining us now. Oh, it's a CU love fest on the uh, start of the next signing period. But that's not what we're here to talk with Joel Klatt about as he joins us. Presented by Audi Flatirons. Joel, good morning. Say good morning to Chad. And how you feeling about... Sean Payton is uh, your next head coach. Well, yeah, good morning, fellas. Chad, always great to chat with you. Uh, I think it's a great hire. I think that that's pretty obvious. I think, uh, you know, Sean has proven himself to be one of the premier coaches in the NFL, uh, and he has been ever since he got that job in 2006 in New Orleans. So, um, you know, this is this is certainly – well, let's just put it to you this way. I, I think that this puts an immense amount of pressure on Russell Wilson. He either has to adjust and play much better or else, you know, he's the one that the blame is going to fall on if it already hasn't fallen on him. Because it's pretty clear now that uh, if this doesn't work out, it's not like you're just going to go and fire Sean Payton right away. Uh, so um, there's no excuses now for the Denver Broncos. And, and what I love about it, and this is coming from a kid that was born in Denver uh, and grew up, you know, basically during the – the, the Elway era and the Pat Bolin era. And what I always appreciated about the Denver Broncos was the fact that they always wanted to have or always did have championship aspirations. They always, always, they were one of the most successful AFC franchises really in, in history of the AFC and in, in the history of the NFL, really. When you're talking about Super Bowl appearances and, and the three Super Bowl wins, this is a franchise that tries to achieve at the highest level. And that always starts with ownership. And so this ownership group uh, going out and at least getting the quarterback, even though it didn't work out, now going and getting the head coach that is the biggest name um, out there, I think it signals that this is in the same vein of what we have become accustomed to during the Pat Bowen era. And, and that's what I appreciate about it. Joel, uh, there have been some folks on the text line uh, who have said Sean Payton's only got one Super Bowl victory in all his time with Drew Brees in New Orleans. Andy Reid's got one Super Bowl victory in 24 years as a head coach. For those folks who are trying to chip away at this Sean Payton hire, you as a guy who had a chance to work with Sean, what's your uh, response to those folks? Well, I mean, what's the alternative? You know, this this is the best possible coach. I mean, you're not hiring Bill Belichick, you know, I, I mean, so I, I don't quite understand what they're getting at those, those people. And I remember them well, uh, they are contrarians and, and they just nitpick to nitpick. Um, because this, this was the best possible hire that you could possibly make at this given time. Sean's a phenomenal coach. And by the way, it was, you know, the answer is given in the text itself. He only has one Super Bowl in New Orleans. In New Orleans, the Aints. Like, this is a, that's not a franchise that had, has had much success at all. And then all of a sudden, they became one of the premier uh, clubs in all of the NFL. And it was because of Sean. What I remember about him was his thoroughness um, and, and also his sense of urgency. Uh, I appreciated that about him. Uh, I had never been around anybody that, that was that meticulous for offensive installs. Um, and then that metic- meticulous on the practice field in terms of the attention to detail. 
that that was going to go on with his offense. And it's one of the reasons why Drew flourished there and that they flourished as an offense is because regardless of, of who the pieces were, the, the attention to detail that was paid was top-notch. And it's, it's my estimation that in, in, in this sport, an offense largely can succeed if they just pay attention to the details. What generally gets offenses off track is when they're sloppy, and sloppiness means that, that they don't pay attention to detail. Um, he was all over wide receivers about release points, outside release, inside release. Uh, the exact yardage to which, you know, you better get to, to 12 yards on this route. You can't round it 11. You round it at 11, it's a pick. And so those details are in large part why they succeeded. Joe, what year were you, you spent a what, spring and, and summer uh, with, with the Saints? Yeah, what, what year it was, was that? Um, it was, Sean had just gotten hired and they had just signed Drew Brees, who had his shoulder still in the sling and they had just drafted Reggie Bush. So this is the spring and summer of 2006, yeah. right after Katrina, um, which was, uh, I mean, I just remember being down there for, for OTAs and an off-season camp, and it was, you know, it was, oh, as you can imagine, like the city was totally decimated. And, and I, by the way, th- that city has Drew and Sean and the Saints you know, in large part to thank for their resurgence. Remember that year they, they opened, not the season, but their home opener was, I believe, a Monday night. Um, and, and you two performed and just like it, the Saints made it popular and made it okay for everyone that had left to New Orleans to go back to New Orleans because the Saints had gone back to New Orleans and back into that dome, which was the scene of all those uh, horrific scenes during the, the, the hurricane. So you, you 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 get there in two thousand six, his first year. Are you are you looking back on that time, saying, okay, yeah, I I saw the signs of a guy who would go yeah. on to coach there fifteen years, average ten yeah. wins per season. You 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 felt it, you saw it there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I felt immediately like they had something. I I was also with Detroit that off season, and it was a totally different feeling. Uh, being around those two organizations, I went down to New Orleans uh, unsigned as as a rookie free agent and earned a contract in the the rookie mini camp. And I, I just, again, I just remember, you know, there was this unwavering belief out of Sean that they were going to succeed, even though that organization had had no success, none whatsoever. The city decimated. Every, you know, the remember they signed Drew Brees because Miami didn't want him. At the time, remember Nick Saban decided, you know, to not go with Drew Brees. So it was in, in some respects from the outside looking in some cast offs. And and here they were. And I, I just remember feeling this since. And, and it began with him and the way he addressed the team, the way he spoke to the team. It was like, listen, we're going to win. And you're either, you know, on board or you're not. And again, the attention to detail, the attention to detail and the situation, even in the off season constantly talking about situations, situations, situations. And and I, I had a belief that they were going to succeed, and they did. Joel, it looks like the Colorado Buffaloes and the Denver Broncos were able to pull in the biggest name with both of their hires this year. CU has a press conference today to the start of the late signing period. Uh, I think there's, what, 40-plus new guys uh, as part of the roster up there in Boulder. How would you evaluate the first eight weeks of Coach Prime up in Boulder? 
couldn't have gone better. Um, I, I think that this this hire was exactly uh, is achieving exactly what they intended, and then some. Chad, I think the I'm, I mean I'm sure that you would agree with that. Um, and I want to congratulate the Denver Broncos on the second best hire in the area. <laughs> uh, so you know, I mean, you know, Dion has totally changed the the entire legitimacy of of the program and the trajectory of the program and and now all of a sudden you look at last weekend by the way they had a recruiting weekend for next year's class and and the names uh that were on that list the five-star and four-star players you know i said this in a video and people have kind of scoffed at it but i'll just say it like this again to you guys here on the show you know, when you look at the amount of turnover that he's going to have this year and probably next year as well with the portal and, and, and with a, another high school recruiting class, you're probably going to have an opening day of the 2024 season, you're probably going to have 75 to 80 players that were not on the roster when Dion first became the head coach. He's going to turn it over that fast, right? And and the level of player is going to improve dramatically. And when you look at actually some of the data and statistics, the level of player he's bringing in is going to be at the top of the Pac-12. And when UCLA and USC move and leave to the Big Ten for the 2024 season, then all of a sudden you start start looking at like, well, Colorado with 80 new players probably will be one of the better teams in the conference and competing for a conference title. Well, guess what that means in 2024? There's an expanded playoff in 2024. I fully believe that if you win the Pac-12 in 2024, you're going to go to the college football playoff, which means I think Dion and the Buffs will be competing for a playoff spot when 2024 comes around, and, and that foundation is being laid currently. Joel Clapp presented by Audi Flatirons. If I may, I want to, I want to double back to how you started talking about the, the pressures on, on Russ now. Knowing what you know about Sean Payton, having watched Sean Payton and Drew Brees work, how how is that relationship going to work? How is Sean Payton going to fix Russell Wilson? Not, and and I'm, I guess it's a two-part question. How is he going to do it from the way that he interacts with Russ, and how is he going to do it from a, from a scheme standpoint? Does the Sean Payton scheme as you know it fit with what Russell Wilson can and cannot do? Well, you know, what's interesting is that there, there's been some speculation that, that Russ looks at Drew and says, like, that's the type of career that I want to have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so Sean runs a hybrid West Coast system. And, you know, they, they were so good at nitpicking defenses and, and allowing Drew to mentally shred the defense and gaining advantages in the short areas and intermediate areas. And it wasn't necessarily just launching the ball down the field. And he didn't have to have the strongest arm. He just needed to be smart and accurate and throw on time. And I think Russ can do that. Uh, what, what I think is going to help is that he was – Sean built the entire system around Drew. And Drew – Improved. He became such a better player under Sean Payton and that New Orleans system. And I think the same will happen with with Russ. I, I really do. Russ is a talented guy, right? And and I don't know what happened this this year. I understand, like it didn't work. Something was was awry, if you will. 
And But now there's a guy there that understands what he's doing in Sean Payton, and I think that he will build a system that allows for us to flourish, sees what he's going to do well, and then build a system around that. The best coaches in this sport, they, they don't talk about what a player can't do. They talk about what a player can do, and then they, can't, they build um, systems and habits for your team around the things that the players can do. I think that that's famously what Bill Belichick has done his entire career, and Chad could obviously speak you know, at length to that. But you find out what your guy can do, and then you build the system around those things, and that's what allowed New Orleans to have success, and I think that's what's hopefully going to allow Denver to have success. All right, Joel, last one for us, and uh, just a, a tight answer here. Mike and I have been going back and forth. Was Sean Payton hired to fix Russell Wilson, or was he hired to fix the football organization? Two separate things. He was hired to fix Russell Wilson. Thank you. I think this ownership group believes that they, they've got something going and, and that they just need to fix their quarterback. <laughs> Wait a minute. So what does that mean? If he doesn't fix uh, Russell Wilson, Peyton's out? Of course not. He's the he's the long-term macro plan here. And if along the way he can fix Russ, great. But that's what you said at the beginning. This is all about Russ. So if correct, if you can't, if, well, if you can't well, prosper, then you're gone and Peyton things. stays. Like, is he, does he have a longer leash than Russ? Sure. Yeah. Like, is he hired to, so what's he hired to fix? What is he here to do? Fix Russell Wilson in the short term, but he's so, got, oh, so you admit it then. Well, so sure. That's his job right now, but he's not going anywhere. If Russ doesn't work out, he's going to be the I coach think we're here. Saying the same thing. Well, yeah. We're, I think we're saying the same thing. His immediate job, his most pressing job, sure. is to fix Russell Wilson. Yeah, we're, we're, you and I are on the but same page. But if he page. doesn't, it's not like he's out. Correct. Right. No, I okay. think we're all in agreement all right. here. All right. Mike's just been pushing back on fixing Russell Wilson. I do listen. He's, I know. You work with Mike. You, you know how hard it is. I, I know. I know. He's stirring he's it up. Trying he's to drive the wedges and things like that. Out. He's stirring yes. it up. By I the way, see it now. By the way, you and I agree on pens. Oh man, <clears throat> that get, that got so much more traction than I than I thought it would. Yeah, like I'm a total psychopath. I use pins until the last drop of ink is out. Um, and if you don't, I think you're weird. <laughs> you are a psychopath, though. I, I'm yeah. glad you admitted it because that's how yeah. I describe you. You're yeah, a psychopath. That's right. Yeah, you worked with Joel. What's he like? Well, first of all, he's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, but he's a psychopath. Thank you, Joel. You see, boys. See you, man. All right, Joel Clapp, presented by Audi Flatirons. Hello, this is Ryan Watson, Vice President and General Manager of Audi Flatirons and Audi Boulder Service. When was the last time a dealership delivered the experience you were looking for? Have you ever felt that buying a car was solely about making the sale? It should be about the relationship, beginning with your commitment to do business with us and continuing through the years to follow. Our team is dedicated to exceeding your expectations from the first mile to the last. Come see us in person or visit us online at AudiFlatirons.com or AudiBoulderService.com. 